0: Two guys, two continents, two missionaries, one gospel. You're listening to the Truth Be Known podcast with your hosts Nathaniel Jolly and Bill Issa. Okay, for you guys out there who are listening to our podcast and you're thinking about doing your own, uh, just real quick in 30 seconds, let me give you a heads up. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. In 30 seconds here, it's absolutely free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is awesome. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and many more. Also, you can make money from your podcast, which is exactly what I'm doing right now, in 30 seconds with no minimum listenership. It's an awesome place to do your podcast. It's everything you need all in one place. So download the free Anchor app, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started. Super easy. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, go check it out. So without further ado, we'll jump right into our content. Welcome, everybody, to the Truth Be Known podcast. Uh, This is our very first episode. I'm your host, Nathaniel Jolly, and I'm here with Bill Issa, our co-host, and uh, we're going to have a great conversation today. We're going to talk a little bit about our backgrounds and kind of why we decided to do this podcast, and uh, just so you guys can get to know us a, a little bit and then we'll just kind of see where the conversation takes us, and Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, yourself, uh, what you do, of course you're a pastor of a church, and uh, where you are, and a little bit about your background, because I think you have a very interesting and exciting background.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, Brother Nathaniel. Yeah, this is the very first uh, podcast from us, and... I'm called Bill Issa, pastor of Reconciliation Baptist Church. I'm an African, found in Uganda, East in the East African, East African part of the continent. of the continents. And uh, yeah, um, apart from pastoring Reconciliation Reformed Baptist Church in Kampala, the capital city of Uganda, I'm also the very first missionary of Heart Cry Missionary Society. Yeah, working with Paul Washer. In Uganda, right now I'm still the, the only missionary. We're just planning to, to 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 have more missionaries in the near future. But I'm the very first missionary of outcry, and I'm still the, the the only missionary. Yeah. So, um, sure. Uh, my my background is a bit interesting, really, because
0: I was yes, brother. You
1: answer. Uh, to, to yeah. Come so,
0: in? A- actually, start from your conversion to Christianity. Maybe just real briefly, so people know where you came from, and then we can jump to your Christian background.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Um, Yeah, my name is, uh, tells it all. Yeah, that tells you that really I have an Islamic background, although I was very young, really, so I did not really experience much about Islam. So if anyone asks me about Islam, really, I don't have much to share with them. But uh, by the grace of the Lord, I converted to Christianity, and, uh, yeah, I was very glad, I was happy that uh, I had come from, from death to life, not knowing that I, I just jumped from feces into urine, you see. So, um, what I mean is that, you know, you, you, are, you are jumping from one problem into another problem. And you don't need to laugh, my brother. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I knew that Christianity was a true religion. I was glad that I really, I was a Christian now, but I didn't know of the differences among Christians, these different denominations. So I found myself in Christianity under the net of uh, word of faith, Pentecostalism, charismatic.
0: Okay. So, you know, I'm laughing because that is not an expression we use here in America, which is what the podcast so interesting. So. We, we might use the expression, we, we jump from the fire into the frying pan, but that expression is, it, it's, it's Martin Luther-like, really. Um, <laughs> there's something I, I, I want to I capture for people. Um, mm. you, you came to Christianity, it actually costs you. Um, if you don't sparing sure. just like 30 seconds or a minute, What happened with your family, with your lifestyle, with your village, when you decided to convert from Islam to Christianity?
1: Yeah, obviously, what happens to maybe 80%, if not 90% of people who convert from Islam to Christianity, that is being, uh, I mean, disowned and rejected by their friends and relatives. And I had to accept and bear all that because of the love that christ the feet of christ, of christ had put in my heart to, to accept everything and in most cases really i grew up with friends i mean christian friends yeah who, who, do, who just help me out here and there yeah and, uh, and until until when the lord blessed me with a family i mean a wife and children yeah it's just later that uh, yes please
0: yeah so you so you were actually kicked out of your home and and even co- coincidentally out of out of your village
1: is that right yeah sure, sure sure
0: yeah i mean i think that's important for us in the west to know because becoming a christian here in the western world can be very easy with very little consequences mm-hmm. and so it just gives a good perspective uh, for people to realize when you came to christ you know not not only were you kicked out of your home which is worse but you were actually chased out of the whole village um, and so, uh, uh, about, sure. about how old were you when that happened?
1: I was around um, 17, 17, 17, 18 years old.
0: Okay, yeah, so really young. Now, yeah. let's let fast forward a little bit. Um, you've become <laughs> Christian and you've ended up in the Pentecostal church, right? And so, yes. just so our listeners know, Um, we will probably use charismatic and Pentecostal interchangeably. There are some differences, but on your side of the world, you you call it Pentecostal. Um, on our side of the world, we often use the term charismatic. So we'll use those interchangeably. Tell us a little bit about you entering the Pentecostal church and more importantly, uh, how, how you came out of the Pentecostal to becoming a reformed Baptist pastor with heart cry ministries.
1: Yeah, so that, that's really an interesting story because um, once in Christianity, okay, I knew really that I was a Christian. I was, I, as I told you before, that is that I didn't know that in Christianity there there were, there was this the differences that are there, uh, the different denominations. So um, the church I joined. I was really happy in that, but you know, when I came to Christianity, I came with too much zeal that uh, I really I wanted to read scripture. I was going into scripture every day to try to understand the stories, and the stories were really very interesting to me. So I, I liked really reading all all, the, all, all these stories, and uh, that's, that's when the Spirit of Christ just taught me some of the doctrines that I'm preaching today without going to any seminary without being taught by any uh, reformed brother or friend just direct a few of them not all of them I just got them direct from from the script from school my reading of scriptures so now um, this is a long story let me just try to cut it short because in this Pentecostal world or charismatic I was there for so many years more than 15 years in that so I went deep and I joined a certain church and where I found a lady a prophetess Margareta so and margarita really i i served with margarita for something like three years uh that's where she she appointed me to be her particular secretary or personal secretary yeah so now what was my my duty with prophetess margarita uh you know she used to go into trance you know well when she used to tell us that God used to come down into her and so she, God used to speak through her. So now when God enters her, according to her, she has to lose all the senses. She will not know of anything going, going on outside her. So now she needed a secretary, someone to be writing down whatever God says through her mouth. Yeah. So you write down quickly. So after that, when she's back to, to her senses, she'll ask you, Bill, what did God say? So I'll start reading that the Lord said, A, B, C, D, said we need to go into fasting for five days dry without even a drop of water. Yeah, so I did that really for a lot of time. Here yeah, now, uh, this is far, far before I became a pastor myself. I'm just still a member, learning all these things, you know. Okay. So, um,
0: so, so let's just yes. pause there for a moment and, and let, let people digest the shock of what you just said. So here you <laughs> are, the, the, the male secretary of a female prophetess who went, into, yes. who went into trances and you were writing, basically you were writing supposed scripture. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, I mean, folks, this this is why we are doing this podcast, because this is not an unusual experience. This is common practice, not just in Africa, but in the charismatic Pentecostal world. Okay, Bill, Bill, go ahead. Continue your story from from where you were.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I, I believed 100% that that was God, that that's how God used to speak because, you know, she used to teach us, even our pastors used to teach us that God speaks these days through dreams, through, uh, through visions, through direct voice. Yeah, so um because you know the, the scripture that they were based on is that God does not change the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, if he spoke with those of old through dreams and visions, then he can also speak with us. He does not change the same God forever, for I mean forever and ever. Yeah, so um I believe that really I was writing from from God himself, and I had really a heap many many books of those. So-called scriptures. Yeah, so um, we did that just to cut the long story short. We did that for many years, brother, until when I I got my first shock because you know I, I also grasped from scripture that God is is sovereign, that God is big, that God knows everything, just from my own reading of scripture. Now, in that young mind of mine, I knew that this God knows everything can do everything but one day when she was into her trance and she was speaking when she's speaking there we couldn't say that Margarita was speaking but God was speaking using her mouth and we could hear really I mean the the, the person speaking in first person singular my children my children it is I the Lord your God it's me i'm speaking to you right now so you are going to to go into after after this after this message you, you start your fasting for three days dry without even a drop of water so whoever will be putting a drop of water into his mouth that will be seen you need to fast for it again three more days see if only by mistake you put a drop of water into your mouth that would be a huge scene you need to fast for read three days then also another message was okay let me let me leave with you a message that you're going to read from my word so you're going to read after this from the book of jude chapter 7 and verse 16. okay i didn't know scripture by then i was not really very experienced in scripture so i just wrote down because i thought it was there jude seven sixteen, and then after the, the, the prophecy, the Margarita, the prophetess came back to us and says, and she turned to me. Secretary, what did the Lord say? And I was like, he said, A, B, C. And at the end, he left us with a, a scripture. So he says that we need to read Jude 7 verse 16. Uh, the message that he wants us to learn is found there then he told me okay you are the secretary that's your job so open the bible and read that was my duty as yes. how to get the bible quickly open the pages of scripture brother go to the book of jude oh my god i opened wide my eyes to see no 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 second chapter with jude then i'm like wow what am so, i going to tell the prophetess
0: so yes. her god her god added a few chapters Oh yeah, sure, sure.
1: Oh, he had forgotten that the 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 Bible he wrote, Jude did not have chapter even chapter two. How God has had forgotten that. Yes, yeah, so um, you know, I keep quiet. I'm no longer turning the pages of the Bible, I'm just there, I'm not reading. And then she asked me, What's wrong? You are no longer looking for the, 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 the scripture and you're not reading. And I'm like. Inside me, I'm like, what what should I tell her? Should I tell her that it's not there? God forgot? What should I say? And then she insisted about Bill. Tell me, read the message from the Lord. And I'm like, it's not there. (laughs) It's not there. Jude does not have chapter seven. It does not even have chapter two. And then she was very cold, you know. Like, like, like uh, I mean, a bird that has is wet with water, and then she was. Oh, yeah. I, I think. I, I think you know, the Lord I not forgot a bit. He forgot a bit. Maybe okay. We'll give us when he comes back next time. He's going to, to to clarify that message for us. Okay, so we left that and we continue with other things, other stuff. But brother, that was my first shock. So now I'm just going very fast with my story because. Wherever I go and people ask me to share my, my story of how I came from that into the reformed world. I tell them this, I need at least 48 hours because it's a lot. We need a lot. But yeah, no, so now this is the first shock because I went back home that day with a lot of unanswered questions because I was like, the Bible teaches that God is omniscient. He knows everything. I also hear people preach that it's God who wrote scripture using man. So, if God is omniscient, how can you forget that Jude does not have, have chapter 7? Then, either it was not God or God is not omniscient. One of the two should be right. Yeah. so I went back home not happy, to be sincere so i had many unanswered questions so i continued with them for some some good years but with doubts and from that day now I, I i were i was now a bit more um curious of whatever she could say and do and oh brother i saw a lot of messes yeah so i was really tired tired with that but um i i i didn't know i didn't know that the problem was with uh, charismatic or Pentecostals. I know the point might, might be maybe with Margarita the prophetess only. So I had to leave her into another church that's Pentecostal church with a pastor without any uh, without any prophet, prophet in, the, in the church. So there, yeah, I also served for some time and the pastor liked me. He, he chose me to be his co-pastor. Yeah, so we became two pastors, he was senior, I was junior. Yeah, so he was called senior pastor or just pastor, no much pastor, as you know there are titles and what, what. Yeah, so, we started sharing the, the pulpit. So I'm go, I'm taking you to my second shock. Now, one day he says, okay Bill, I'm not feeling well, prepare the message for next Sunday will be preaching. So I prepared the message, oh my God, the Lord just, Guides me to the sovereignty of God. I mean, no, no, sorry, total depravity. Without knowing whether it was total depravity, so I, I just went to one of the passages about total depravity from the Bible, and I I preached from that. After preaching, after service, the, my senior pastor called me, invited me in his office, and said, "Bill, what is that? Are you preaching? You are preaching heresy." You know, like pastor. Check, I opened the Bible. Check it's here. No, he he said, no, please, just don't tell me it's here. Listen to what I'm telling you. I'm the vision bearer of this church. That's how they call themselves here. I'm the vision bearer. I'm the one who started this church with my wife and children. So you you need to follow what I tell you. The Bible does not teach what you are preaching. Yes, me, after the fall, men were just in a very terrible situation, but they were not dead. And I, then I said, Pastor, look here, the Bible, God told Adam that the day that you would eat from that tree, you'd surely die. So, I just, so no, he said, he told me, no, don't question me, just listen to what I've told you. This church is mine. If you want us to continue to preach what I want you to preach. So again, brother, I went back home with a lot of questions again. Oh, what's this? Should I be preaching what's written in the Bible or what my senior pastor wants? So um, that disturbed me a bit, but I could not question my senior pastor. Four or five weeks, and then I went to limited atonement. Limited atonement, I preached because according to when I came into Christianity through my reading of scripture, personal reading of scripture, that's how the spirit of Christ taught it to me direct, and that's why many I tell people always that. It is not any man. Men came later. The Lord used men as because I'm coming with my story how the Lord used men to bring me to where I am. But the Spirit of christ himself had started teaching me these doctrines direct the, from yeah, scripture.
0: Through this so so, so God was speaking to you but he was speaking to you through the Bible.
1: Through scripture.
0: Yes, yeah, so now I, I,
1: I expounded in the in this worship service that Christ died for a people that the Father had given to him. Oh, my senior pastor didn't want to hear that. That was He, he was even harsh, more harsh than the first time. He invited me inside his office and said, Bill, no man, where, where do you, do you get this doctrine from? did you get these doctrines from? Bill, you are a heretic. You have to change this otherwise you cannot continue because this church is mine how can i be preaching this and you preach the, the opposite jesus christ died for each and every human being equally then he, he took me to to some passage of scripture check here he gave his life for all for everyone for, for god so loved the world that he gave his only so that's but what 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 of these other passages remember by then I, I didn't have any formal training yet, theological training, so I was just relying fully, totally on what I could get from scripture. So I didn't have any formal training, theological training yet. My pastor had a degree in, in theology, and so it was really based on on that ground to try to put my 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 doctrines down. Say no, you are getting them from scripture. Me, I was taught. I went I I went to the seminary. That, then I was like, but, but Pastor, I was not really ready to obey what he wants me to preach and leave what I can read direct with my bare eyes from Scripture. I told him, Pastor, the, the second time I asked him, but Pastor, should I really preach against what I read direct from Scripture? And goes, what you tell me they, that they taught you at the seminary. He told me, Bill, this is my church. You either teach what I am telling you because I know more than you. Preach what I am telling you. Ah, I told him, Pastor, I, I'm not. I'm not ready to do so. I just feel uncomfortable. Even the first time when I preach on uh, about uh, total depravity. Okay, I, I, by then I was not calling it total to private depravity. I will just say calling it the death of man. When I tell th- I thought of, about the death of man after the fall you rebuked me i went back home not happy but again another thing another time i read something from scripture again you discouraged me from continuing teaching it so i i think i'm not ready to really abandon what i read from scripture and teach what you want me to teach he told me bill pack your things and don't come back to my church again wow yeah, immediately yeah, he invited the, the, the uh, I mean, church elders council. Immediately, abruptly, because we are just in the worship service, people are still greeting each other there. He said, okay, I need to talk to the church leaders. So we started, Even I started a meeting, and he did what, he, uh, he informed them that, no, I'm chasing Bill from this church. They, because many people love me. Yeah, you know the Lord is amazing. You know, people liked my, my doctrine, the way I was teaching my doctrine more than what he was teaching. Yeah. And so he was seeing really that many people are falling in love with my doctrines, so he was feeling a bit uncomfortable. So he wanted now to get rid of me before it's late. And so he said, "No. The reason why I'm informing you that I'm chasing Bill from this church is because Bill is a heretic. He is teaching what is not found in Scripture." Wow. Some church member? Yes, brother. Come in.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, that's. So you're still a Pentecostal, and you're just preaching mm-hmm. what you see in the Bible, which which is sound yeah. biblical doctrine. You don't know the theological terms for it yet. And and you're being chased out of the church mm-hmm. as a heretic for preaching just what Scripture teaches. Now, Bill, I, I want to skip yeah. a little bit here just for the sake of time. So this guy chases mm-hmm. you out of the church, and you you end up pastoring you know a church that God calls you to on your own, and and then skipping over some stuff because I, I know your story. You have another big surprise coming because an American guy visits you talk a little bit about how this guy comes and I'll I'll just leave it at that because this is the connection for you and I eventually so talk a little bit fast forward a little bit you you've come to Christianity you've been kicked out of your family out of your village you've become a Pentecostal you're starting to come to what we would call the doctrines of grace you're teaching those as a Pentecostal, uh, and you're getting kicked out of churches uh, for sound doctrine, and you end up now pastoring your own Pentecostal church. Ta- uh, let's let's start from there and how that blows up.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> Interesting, right? Thank you. Yeah, I'm kicked off from that church because of uh, teaching sound doctrine. Okay, then. I, I start my own church, you know. In, in those churches starting, you can just wake up one morning and, and decide to begin your own. Without any other local church planting you, you just plant yourself. Yeah, so I started this church called ROM, Reconciliation Outreach Ministries. And uh, yeah, I, I was the senior pastor now myself. And my assistant pastor was a woman called... Lillian, sister Lillian, was my assistant pastor, who were the two pastors. Yeah, so we started this church and continued with Rome, uh, Rome in Kampala, and we went for something like two, three years. Yes, I was speaking in tongues myself more than any other person inside church. I'm not trying to imagine the a former particular or special secretary to a prophetess. Obviously, I had to speak more, more in tongues than uh, the rest in the, ch- in the church. Yes, um. We were just entertaining ourselves with our jumping. I am a good musician. I would pluck my guitar and we jump, we sweat. And then, all of a sudden, on Facebook, the Lord joins me with a friend. This friend is called Michael Miller. Michael Miller is a pastor of a small church house in Sand Springs, Oklahoma. Yes, so our friendship goes growing slowly, mysteriously. I don't understand how he gets interested in us, in me, to the point that after like two years of our friendship, he decides to come down to, to Uganda and visit us. And then he told me, "Bill, you know what, I'm coming to visit you with a, a, a dear friend of mine called Justin Peters. I didn't know Justin Peters. I, 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 I had not even heard of him. That was my first time to hear the name. I didn't know about his ministry. So they kind of, okay, we start preparing now with those two guys, Justin Peters and Michael Miller. We start now corresponding on how to welcome them and how to do a, a, a conference, a seminar at our church. And then from there, take, take them to other French churches. So okay, they come I, down to, to, yeah, rather.
0: I just have to interrupt here because I, I mean, I love. In your story, hindsight, you can just see how God is setting you up. You know, you are an African Pentecostal pastor sure, sure. who speaks in tongues. Who, you know, you're jumping up and down, sweating, playing all kind of music um, in in your church. And for those of our listeners who know Justin Peters' ministry. Now Justin Peters is looking at coming to visit you with Brother Michael Miller. I, I mean, this is exciting stuff. Go, go ahead, brother.
1: Yes, so this guy that was uh, 20, 2013, 2013, they come down to come to Uganda for their very first time. I, I was the only host. I went and picked them from the airport met Justin Peters not know really of the of his ministry so I, I could bring them home after some time I take them to the hotel because I didn't I didn't have enough room at my home so they were staying at the hotel just near my home they could spend the day at my at my place and then just go to the hotel room to sleep we had organized for a, a conference I had invited my friend pastors, many really. You know, in, in Africa, when people hear that you are having visitors moreover white like you, Nathaniel, or oh, they want to come in numbers. Oh, our friend is, is having whites. So let's go on here. So they come, both themselves and myself, the host. We don't know who Justin Peters is, we don't know anything about his ministry. So we sit down there. It was outside because my church uh, building was was very small, so we were out of. We pitched tents outside, and this guy starts teaching. By that time, really to be sincere, uh, my heroes were, were people like uh, Benny Hinn, uh, Joyce Meyer, uh, all these guys, as uh, Joel Osteen, Kenneth Copeland, all those guys. So now, the guy is teaching. You know. He teaches with uh, the projector. So, he he projects there, and then he stops, he explains, opens the Bible, reads, then... So, he's making you hear what Ben Hinn says, or Joyce Murray, and he just, I mean, contrasts it with what Scripture says. And then, where I was seated, just next to, to Justin, because I was helping him, I was uncomfortable. I'm like, Lord, who are these friends you've brought to me? You brought to me heretics. <laughs> yeah, because really, although brother, I was I was a bit sound in in some doctrines, but I was ninety percent charismatic. So I I believe hundred percent that no problem. Women have to be pastors. I believe hundred percent that people. For one to 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 have the holy Spirit within them they have to speak in tongues, I believe that these guys were true servants of the lord yeah so as I'm uncomfortable on my my, my, my my seat all my friends those my are divided other Pentecostal pastors or some are, have started also walking away they just they say no pastor be what, what, this is an insult he invites heretics from the U.S. and he, he calls us to come and listen to such nonsense. <sighs> then brother, just the second day, Justin talks against tongues. Oh, he talks against tongues. He talks against entertainment in church. And I'm like, Lord, I'm finished. <laughs> he, 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 speaks, he speaks against women, not to be, can, can't be pastors. And yet, my, my, I'm the host and my assistant pastor is a woman, Lillian, then I'm like, no, I'm finished. I go and talk to my wife, I say, no, you know, the ministry is gone. <laughs> our friends have come just to, to finish our ministry. So I'm on pressure here, my assistant pastor comes, Lillian, sister Lillian, say, no, Pastor Bill, what, what it is have you done? You brought heretics to our church. Now, I don't have peace. All these friends are disturbing uh, uh, me seriously. Then I said, to sister, it is too late. These guys are already here. And they're already teaching. Let's just endure that they, they end the, the, the three days of of seminar and then we'll see what next. So we are just to endure. Is really talking against our heroes, the powerful men of God, as they call them down here, the Benny Hinn, these are powerful men of God, anointed. So he's speaking against them. Just to cut the long story short, the conference ends, I take them to other districts in Uganda, then after that they go back to the US. But rather they went back to the US and left me on fire. So me personally, let me first first tell you, tell you guys about my soul. So inside me I was like, I love these friends. I love my friends. But also remember, the way brother Justin Peters does his exposition is very smart. Because unless you don't want to, to learn, you can't, you, you can't learn. But really anyone has to learn. Because you know, he projects on the screen, the, you you hear Benny Hinn, Kenneth Copeland, Joel Austin say something, and then he says, guys He, he pauses and says, "Let's go to Scripture. Read for us this." You just hear some contrasting messages, two contrasting messages, and it, this this left really some stars inside my mind because because I wanted to to, to obey Scripture personally. The Lord really, when he brought me to Christianity, he brought me with that zeal and too much love for scripture. So now to, to hear that this guy I respect too, too much is saying what is, I mean, contrasting what scripture says. You no, know, that, that really troubled me a lot. These guys went back to the U.S. and I was like, no, I need to, to ask my friends more of who is right. Is it scripture or Benny in his scripture, or Joel Austin, yeah, the Lord really used those teachings to open my mind to see, first of all, that all these guys, all that list, they are false teachers. I just concluded it myself because they are just contrasting their teachings, are contrasting the teachings of scripture. Yeah, so these guys should be false teachers. I told that to my si- uh, assistant, Pastor Lillian, and she said, No. Pastor Bill, you are backsliding. Your heretic friends are influencing you. Then, then I, I said, I thought, Lillian, no. I believe I, that scripture is uh, without error. So I cannot go with what those guys teach, and yet I'm seeing what scripture says here. Now, my, my only trouble was, okay, these For teachers, I discarded them. Now my only problem was, speaking in tongues? Why not? Women not being pastors, why not? Yeah, so we really continued corresponding with them, even when they were in the US. And these guys sent me a lot of literature, a lot of books. And good enough, they found that I have, uh, I mean, a a gift of reading. It's one, one of my hobbies i like reading so whichever read the book they sent to me i have to 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 read it quickly and finish it so after only reading like two or three books brother i i got this inside myself i was like wow i'm seeing it plain from scripture that women can't be pastors should not be pastors yeah But, but lillian is already Lillian is already my assistant, so what am I going to do with
0: her? Yes, brother. <laughs> I, I mean, that's quite the predicament, but let, let, let's just put in here a quick plug for that teaching that Justin Peters does for listeners who are already like, wow, what was Justin Peters teaching, um, and, and, and maybe you can verify, sure. it sounds like he was probably doing his teaching called Clouds Without Water. Um, it's a very popular teaching that he does. Exactly. You can go to his website, which I think is uh, justinpeters.org. I think um, you can buy the teaching there, you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, I, I know we would both really encourage people to watch that video with open Bibles. Um, it, it's really good. So, all right, just wanted to put a, a quick plug for mm. Justin's material because it's solid, it's good. And if you love truth, uh, maybe you're a charismatic listening to this or a Pentecostal. If you love truth and you're unsure of some of the things Bill's talking about, go watch that material, open your Bible, and follow Justin Long. Okay, back to you, Bill. Okay, thank
1: you, brother. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm I'm puzzled on how to to deal with my assistant pastor, who is a woman. But inside me, I'm now convinced that she's not supposed to be there. But I did not do anything. The tongues I'm also battling. How should I stop? Because I used to speak more in tongues than any other member of the church. Yeah, but I, I said, no, I need to obey God. I need to, to obey God. I mean, with what he says in scripture. So I stayed like that, brother, until the Lord used our friend Michael Miller to steal to expose me to other reformed guys because remember even i didn't know about the reformed baptist until when they came to uganda i didn't know whether the, these guys existed yes yeah, so, and that's why it was very easy for us to call them heretics. yes yeah, so um michael miller says brother i have a friend who's coming to visit me at home and uh, i would like to introduce to his, to his uh, organization. And this friend was Paul Washer. So Paul Washer was going to speak at the conference that Michael Miller had organized in, in Oklahoma. And so they said they had time for lunch, for dinner. And he told him about, about us. He said, no, I have a friend in Uganda. Yeah, I, I believe the Lord wants to use him because I see the way the Lord is moving with him. The Lord wants to use this guy. But they're just all alone. I was asking if you could consider him into a outcry. cry, and Pauluscha tells him, "No, I can't do that because you know I'm not the one in charge of that." So what? But what I can encourage you to do is get this person. He gave him the the the, the address of Conrad Bewe from Lusaka, Zambia. So this brother is a solid one, and moreover, is not far far away from him like us here. So if you can link link these guys. Two these two guys, two guys together that's going to, to we, we're going to begin from there so Michael Miller after that meeting he, he, he calls me oh no he wrote me an email and said Bill you know what let's begin with this guy Paul Wash has given us uh, these names Conrad Bewe Is down in Zambia please talk to him he gave me the contacts and we see let's begin from there I talked to Pastor Conrad Bewe who found my story interesting, just as I, as you said at the beginning. He found it very interesting and said, no, man, you need to come over if you can to Zambia and then we sit down and talk about these things. I told Michael Miller, Michael Miller said, no, l- l- let, me, let me pay you for your air ticket. So I flew to Lusaka in 2013, August. And brother, that was maybe, I can say, the, the, the last hammer on the nail. Yeah because, yeah, because, you know, to be sincere, brother, I'd been more than 15 years a, a charismatic Pentecostal. I had not come across any re, so-called reformed believer. It, uh, it was Justin Peters and Michael who were the, my very first reformed people. And then now, I'm flying to Lusaka to go to attend my very first reformed family conference. So this was this is a conference that our brothers in in Zambia organize, reformed churches, and they come together. It's now international. Reformed brothers come from South Africa, from Europe, from America, from different African countries, and they meet there. So, brother, it was a blow to me. I saw people sing hymns for the first time like that. Many people just stand with the hymnals and sing hymns. But what moved me was the, 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 the wealth of the message in those hymns. Because I, 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 had, I heard them sing scripture. Then I was like, no, these, these hymns are more beautiful than our short choruses. Short, meaningless choruses. You know, we used to just uh, repeat a phrase, 30 minutes. He is there, he is there, he is there, he is there. What is there? So, nothing. You just repeat a phrase for 30 minutes and you sweat. These guys are singing scripture. You know, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Brother, especially when we sang that particular hymn even if the devil can buffet and what it is well with my soul. Brother, to to tell you the truth, tears came down my my eyes in that conference. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was was happening. I was like, what's going? What's going on? What's taking place here? Just tears was going down my ears because of the beauty of, of what I was seeing. Men and women in order, stand up together, orderly services i was used to to be full of disorder you know Things are doing that that one is laughing that one is doing this but i'm i was exposed to the very first orderly worship service i just liked it so by the time the time I, I a thursday because their conferences begin monday to friday if on thursday i met pastor conrad Bewe, and we we had a talk t- together Yeah, so, um, Pastor Mbe was also interested in our talk and he said, no Bill, you know what, you'll just go back after the conference, go back to Uganda. I also feel that the Lord wants to use you in our country. So just go back, I'm going to organize a team from here to come and visit you. So I I like the term he used, I'm going to send some people to come and spy the land. (laughs) Yeah, so um, after the conference, I flew back to Uganda and uh, after a few months, he sent his, his, uh, his fellow pastor, Chepita and, and other brothers from Kenya, Pastor Naftali Ogalo and Pastor uh, Samuel Watch came over. Yes, yeah, so, and we, we were together really for 10 days with my family in Kampala. So, and really they, they were so interested, I mean, to, of, or to see what the Lord was planning to do. Although I was still a Pentecostal, but really they could see how the Lord was moving me towards the the Reformation. Yes, so um, Pastor Chipita took back the report to Pastor Conrad and told him, No, I believe the Lord is after Bill. So I I come back to Kampala, these guys decided, (coughs) No. uh we need a church plant in kampala yeah so now as i was coming from flying from lusaka back to kampala brother something went inside my mind i have to reform that church we have to reform that church But well, now brother from zambia now back to to uganda i didn't want to smell anything charismatic So I didn't didn't want, so we have to, we have to reform that church, was just a phrase that was moving inside my mind. I got back home, the first Sunday here, I told the, my church members, we had the Church of 42 members by then, I told them, no, after worship service, we need to sit down and I tell you something so they were glad because they, they knew that no pastor wants to tell us of, uh, how his trip went so after service we sat down all of us and i i told them friends i've been telling you about my trip to lusaka next sunday but now just allow me to 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 offload because i i have a burden on me i want just to pull it down and then i'll tell you about my trip next sunday then my assistant pastor who was seated next to me asked me, okay, pastor, what's, what's that you want to tell us? I said, we, we need to reform this church. She asked me, what does that mean? Yeah, to be sincere, that, that word was very new to them. It was to me, new to me either, but I'd learned it from Lusaka because in Lusaka I interacted with many brethren. I asked them many questions. So I came back without any doubt, no woman can be a pastor, stop with entertainment inside church. I came and introduced hymns, the sing of hymns, expository sermons. Yeah, so so I told them I want us to, to get rid of short, meaningless choruses from today. I want us to stop the speaking of tongues from today. I want us to stop entertainment in church, and we are, we are introducing expository sermons that is, we will be going through books of the Bible, chapter after chapter, verse after verse from today, and from today, no woman will be a pastor in this church. Wow, brother, that was a shock. Remember, <laughs> so- my sister says, a woman, sit next to me.
0: So, so you came back and you just like laid a bomb down for the people in the church. <laughs> now, sure, sure. Maybe this would, maybe this will be a good place to say we're not necessarily recommending to our listeners that this is the way to make that transition. Very beautiful,
1: very beautiful. Because even these days, even these days now, uh, after some experience from that world to this world, to, to be of multi pastors here. And many have been touched, some have been touched by the, our messages, and they, they come to me with exactly the same question Pastor Bill. So now, that, that's, that's not the, the, right, the right way of dealing with things. You need to go slowly with love. The Lord just wanted to use us to use me like that, our ch- church. So to cut it short, is that uh, Sister Lillian, the assistant pastor, was not happy and she quit. She left the church with all the members. They followed her and left me with my wife and children. And so that, that's how Re- Reconciliation Baptist just began. Again, oh, yeah. me, me, my wife, children, plus only one outsider sister called Alice, and we started from there. Yeah. So, and yeah, the Lord started working with us. I mean, I mean, in, in us, it was not easy, but because of time, I went to where I am really, and now is using us to try to help other charismatic Pentecostal pastors here in this country.
0: Yeah, amen, brother. So we cut out a little bit, um, but I think people will people will catch what you were saying there. You you basically dropped a bomb on your Pentecostal church, mm. and um, everyone left, and mm. you know that left you with uh, replanting through Conrad and Bayway Reconciliation Baptist Church. And here you are, many many years later, and um, you've got a growing sure. church, uh, mm-hmm. you know, biblically sound and yeah I that's an incredible story brother um, and so I think what we're gonna do is for our listeners we're we're gonna make this a, a two-part podcast and and so we'll kind of uh, wrap this one mm-hmm. up Then um, our next podcast we'll talk a little bit about my background and um, how the two of us met, sure. which led to uh, you know my wife and I coming to join you guys permanently Lord willing here in just a couple months so um thanks guys for listening to the very first episode of truth be known podcast that is our dear brother in uganda bill isa with us the truth be known podcast hosted by bill isa and nathaniel jolly is a theologically driven gospel centered program. Serving the body of Christ by bringing biblical truth to bear on issues facing the church today. Subscribe to the Truth Be Known podcast by using the podcast app on your Apple or Android device. Or listen online at anchor.fm forward slash truthbeknown.